My next guest is an IT entrepreneur. He's on the board of the RFID Professional Institute, and he's the president of Argo Wireless. Please welcome Jason Ketchings. Jason. Hey, RJ. How's it going? All right. How's everything going? I'm going great. I'm playing. Good, good, good. Good to hear. Well, let's jump right into it, all right? <laughs> so, so what do you do? What do I do? That's a good question. So the, the technology I work with is called RFID, Radio Frequency Identification. And it's commonly used for supply chain type of applications. It's really the one technology that can give you a full supply chain visibility all the way from where the manufacturer actually you know, makes the product. If the tags are put on at that point in time, it allows the entire supply chain to very efficiently collect the data as it moves from inside your four walls or as it changes physical possession throughout that supply chain all the way down to when an end user, whether it's a business or a person, makes that final purchase and takes it out for consumption. And so it's a, it's, it's a really cool technology that uh, I believe will revolutionize the way that, that we do business. It's, it's already started to in some ways, but I, I really believe that in the next probably five years or so, it's going to be something that's very, very commonplace. Okay, so what what industry or what industries use this or will be using this technology? Well, a very common application or industry, and it's something that, that everybody can kind of relate to, mm-hmm. is, would be the toll roads. Okay. That's a form of RFID that I know here in Houston, we've got the, the easy tag. You know, a lot of cities have toll roads and they'll have an easy pass or a quick pass or something like that. But it's it's a sticker with a small passive or electronic circuit that sticks on the windshield. And as you drive through a toll booth, it uses radio waves to connect to basically establish a, a very quick communication with the tag itself. And so tag has a, has a very unique identification to it and so you get a timestamp in that unique id and that brings it back to a system that's on the back end that will relate that unique id to your account and how much to bill your account when you went through a specific toll booth nice applications are really kind of endless from there it's uh, it's used quite a bit in the medical industry it's and that's really starting to pick up a lot of speed i've done a lot of stuff in race timing, where tags will be put on the inside of bibs for like 5K or marathons or different type of fun runs like that. And like I said, supply chain applications is very big there. I mean, you, you probably have purchased some products that, that have RFID tags on it and didn't even know it. Mm. So Walmart has pushed the technology, uh, Macy's, JCPenney, um, then some more fun or recreational type of applications. Uh, I don't know, have you ever played Top Golf? Yes. So Top Golf uses RFID. So oh, okay, in the, in the golf balls. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Every, every one of those little golf balls uh, has an RFID tag embedded on the inside of it, and it reads that particular ball whenever it distributes for you to get ready to hit. Then when that ball goes into what what they kind of created to replicate a green 
It's actually a collection of funnels that will catch the ball and then funnel it down uh, where there's an RFID reader that will read that ball and it knows that it came from your machine or your station and then it will award you the points accordingly. So that's a pretty creative and uh, kind of a fun application that most people know about. Okay, so the, the tags are in the golf balls and then only the holes have the readers. Right, so okay. you're aiming at a golf pin that is a, like a replication of a green. Right, right. So basically the circles, and as you as you or get the green, correct. the pin, you get more and more points. Well, each of those circles is basically just a collection of funnels. And so the ball will, will get caught into one of those funnels Got you. and then go down to uh, basically a respective RFID antenna that is related to that particular funnel. Mm-hmm. So depending on which funnel the ball actually falls into, they'll award you the points accordingly. Okay. All right. And then you mentioned race timing. So what about, let's say, boat races or bicycle races or car? Can the RFID, RFID technology be used on that? Yeah. It, it wasn't near as common, but I know the client that I was working with, he, he did have some races that were small, I think, remote control boats. They did have one group that raced 18 wheelers. Oh. So they'd have these big <laughs> semi-trucks. <laughs> now, obviously, without the trailer, right, right. <laughs> they would run these, these trucks extremely fast mm. around some tracks. And I had, to, I had to pull some special tags out of my repertoire <laughs> uh, to make that work right. But, but we, made it, we made a pretty good uh, time collection system out of it. So I'm guessing these tags can range in all different type of sizes if you're using them for top golf, golf balls, to racing semis. There are literally thousands of tags that are on the market. Okay. The shelf types of tags. Mm. And as a general rule, the smaller the footprint of the tag, meaning the antenna Mm -hmm. that's on the tag itself, the the smaller the read range. And that's just a general rule of thumb. Uh, there are some very highly specialized tags that are out there that perform a little bit better in certain situations than others. And it's just knowing what tags are available, what their application is intended for, and being able to pick the right tag out of all these thousands of tags for the right application. Okay. A lot of times, that's, that's a lot of what I do in my day, is just picking the right RFID tags, the right antennas, and the right hardware, and then just make it all play nice. Got it. Now, can you go into, I guess, advantages of using this technology over other technologies, like a regular scanner? So, yes. And let's start our comparison off with regular barcodes. Okay. okay. Yep. Barcodes are extremely popular. And one of the reasons why they're very popular is because they're very cheap. It doesn't mm-hmm. take, it doesn't take uh, you know, once you have the infrastructure in place, the printer and the graphics and everything, barcodes are virtually free to print mm. okay so and, and then the hardware it takes to read them it, relatively speaking is it can be affordable there are some very high-end barcode readers that can go up as high as hundreds of thousands of dollars in very specific types of applications but what a barcode requires is a line of sight meaning that you have to be able to zap that barcode with a scanner or one of the lasers that is used to read that barcode. Right. 
let's say, for instance, you have a pallet of 100 items. And these 100 items are all going to be stacked on top of each other. And you've got product that's sitting internal to the pallet that the barcode is not outward facing. That means if you want to read everything on that pallet, you have to stop and break that pallet down. Right. Okay. And then scan everything and build it back up. All right. In addition to that, the flow of the product has to come to a stop so that you can get that good line of sight. And when I say come to a stop, that's also relatively speaking. It is possible to scan barcodes when they're on the move, but you, that does require you know, much more complex hardware and everything, and it's, it becomes less and less efficient. But generally speaking, the flow of the material has to, has to come to a stop, even if it's for a quick second, so that somebody can get a scan and then it can move on down the line. The advantage of RFID is you don't have to, that material does not have to come to a stop. Right. So going back to the toll, the toll tag application, you know, how fast do you typically drive through the toll booths? You, know, you don't, you, don't right. up, you know, hardly at all to go through. And it can very efficiently, very quickly read that tag. Then if you had, let's say you had 100 tags on your windshield, we'd be able to read them all, uh, relatively speaking. Uh, so the same thing, if we had a, uh, a pallet of a, those same 100 items, assuming that they are uh, the, the material that that's the product is made from is a more RF-friendly type of material, then we can read all 100 of those items. Got it. So those are the, the two main advantages of using RFID over a technology like Barcodes. Both of them are very, you know, they're, they're similar in the fact that they're auto, auto ID technologies. Mm -hmm. um, and both of them have their place. You know, there are certain things that, that barcodes can do better than RFID. But in the right situation, RFID certainly offers tremendous advantages over other technologies such as barcodes. Okay, yeah, it seems like it's more efficient, accurate, and you can use it with moving objects, the speed of it. Yeah, thanks for giving that description and talking about the uh, technology. Now, as, as far as you, on a, on a typical day, what are you doing day to day? I don't have two days that are, that are yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you probably get that a lot, but it, there, there really is no typical day. You know, Argo Wireless, which is my company, you know, we'll do anything from selling the hardware to doing value-added services of the hardware of like typical systems integration type of activities, bringing different components together to make sure they work right. Then the professional services that goes along with that in the form of maybe testing the technology going out. We do a lot with analyzing processes within a company or within a supply chain because at the end of the day, you can have a great technology like barcodes, like RFID, like GPS, like Bluetooth, like, you know, there's a lot of these technologies that are auto ID or the Internet of Things is kind of the buzzword right now. There's a lot of technologies that are out there that do similar activities, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the process. Right. What processes are you trying to automate and would, you know, what data are you wanting to collect from that and how do we collect that data? And so, you know, I'll go in and do uh, some deep dives into companies' processes to figure out what's going to be the best way to, to get them to where they want to be. Okay. And 
Just listening to some of the things you, you're talking about that you do, some of the testing and the analyzing this technology, uh, understanding the company's processes, you can tell that you've got these technical skills. So can you talk about what you did to get to where you are? I'm sure you didn't just go straight from undergrad to, to doing what you did. So just kind of just talk about how you got to where you are right now. Well, I was pretty fortunate and I discovered this technology when I was pursuing my uh, my graduate degree. Mm-hmm. And not only did I discover the technology, but I discovered I had a passion for the technology. Mm-hmm. And I still remember my final project when the professor made the, made that final project announcement and he told us what we needed to do the project on and in the announcement that he gave to the entire program, he said, Jason, no RFID. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I I, uh, learned that I had a passion for it, and that's all I want to do. So before I graduated, I found an internship with a RFID systems integrator uh, in the Dallas area and worked for them. And upon graduation, started with them full time. And so one thing that I really pride myself on, and and especially whenever I'm talking to young professionals and young students that are looking to get into the professional world, create your own path. Right. You know, I had some, I always did what I knew was right. And there were some things that happened early on in my career that at the time it really seemed like it was a bad thing. You know, I was laid off from two separate companies. And which is common in an emerging technology marketplace because you've got these startup companies and you've got, you know, these technologies would do very well for six months and then the bottom would fall out from them. And so there's these constant peaks and valleys that these startup companies would have to hire quickly and then fire quickly. And so I kind of worked my way into doing some important activities for a few of these companies but unfortunately was laid off two times, two separate occasions. And at the time that it really seemed like a bad thing. And I was uh, scared to death and didn't know what I was going to do. But what it did do was it forced me to start blazing my own path. And I started looking for just independent consulting opportunities and would go in as, as a consultant. And, and started saying, hey, there's there's something to this. And then I formed my company just to kind of run, you know, all my billing and everything through so I didn't have to 1099 everything. And then that started picking up speed. I started working with manufacturers in the RFID space. And when I would have conversations with them, they'd say, hey, well, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. And so they would set me up and here you know here i am basically a one-man show and they would set me up as a value-added reseller of their product just because i knew what i was talking about and i could go and address some of these more complicated type of applications where some of the bigger companies that dealt with barcodes and some of the more common technologies didn't know the difference between the two and couldn't figure it out Mm -hmm. and so because of that, I kind of carved my own little niche. And when some of my manufacturers that I represented had the more complicated projects, I was the one that got the call. And that, uh, that's been a, a very good thing for me. That, and that's, that's really how 
how Argo and how I really got my teeth wet in the industry and started to make a name for myself. And so here I am. Argo just had our 11th year anniversary. Oh, wow. And Congrats. so if I've been able to keep the doors open that long, yes. doing something right. Now, yeah, well, you... it's, we've had our ups and downs, mm-hmm. but we're still going. Well, I think everyone has their ups and downs and just want to congratulate you and commend you. So I think that's great. You know, a lot of people go through things like the layoffs that you mentioned, and people will be going through things like that. So I think that's great advice. Create your own path. I'll tell and, you now, looking back on it, mm-hmm. being laid off was one of the best things to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Because I, it pushed me. It pushed me to do something I probably would not have done if I wasn't up against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Create your own path. Well, let's move on to another area. So some of the things that you said, and I mentioned this a little bit before, I can tell some of the skill sets you have. I want to see if you can tell me what are some of the skill sets or characteristics that you think make you as successful as you are in your space? I think, and this is a very good question. I, I'm glad you're asking this. And I'm, I'm not going to narrow it down to one thing because mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, you cannot be, right. cannot do one thing and do it well. You have to do a lot of things and do it well. The, the first thing is probably piggybacking off of what we just talked about. But you got to take fear and embarrassment and mm. be able to take that and just set it down. Mm. If you're not failing, you're not trying. Mm. And if in, you know, a lot of people, and I know especially a lot of young people, are, are very just unsure of themselves of taking a step because they're afraid that they're going to fail. And I think every entrepreneur will probably tell you that you, you got to let that go. you got to look forward to failure. You've got to get out there and just start doing it. And you'll learn along the way. And in, in whether, you're do, whether you're starting a company or you're going to work for somebody, take the initiative, put the fear down, and just get after it. And learn what you're going to learn. I mean, I can't say that enough. Yeah. And then second, communication. Mm. You know, being able to understand who your audience is and and then from there being able to understand how to communicate with them. You know, the first real career job that I had with that systems integrator that I had the internship with, I remember my first promotion after I was an intern and everything. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with the CEO and he was talking to me about things. And one of the biggest compliments that I think I've ever had in my career was, Jason, you can talk to anybody, whether it's the janitor or a, a warehouse worker on the floor or the CEO. And I had always believed that to myself. But that was confirmation to me. Right. I think that's been very critical in what I've done, uh, what I've been able to, to build or accomplish. You know, remember I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm going from talking to C-levels right. uh, on, you know, whether it's in a sales type of environment or presenting processes and, you know, this is what you need to do. Sometimes I'm down I'm talking to, to multi-million dollar companies mm-hmm. and that, you're, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> right, right. The right way to do it. But in order to be able to tell them that, I have to be able to go on the warehouse floor or on the manufacturing floor and look for the data 
to support everything that I'm telling these sea levels. To do that, I have to be able to communicate with operators and the people that are, that are actually performing the processes and be able to pull out of them what's really going on on the floor. Because what's supposed to happen isn't always what actually does happen. And I think that's been a very big key to my success is being able to effectively do that because we kind of commonly say when we sit down and start analyzing processes and presenting here's your current processes and your new what we recommended processes to be we're basically calling their baby ugly <laughs> and so we have to do that in a very nice way and right. in a way that's effective so that they will listen and they're not offended and at the end of the day they still have to write that check at the end of it which if i go in i do a bad job they're not going to want to do that right so. all right well that definitely makes sense so putting fear aside and, and definitely communication so let me ask you this tell me something that you really love about what you do it's different every day mm. i absolutely love problem solving mm -hmm. and if i did the same thing every day i'd go crazy <laughs> I, I've got a lot of gray hair on my head and I have no hair on my head <laughs> if I did the same thing every day. And, uh, but I love that each day is different, that it pre presents a new challenge. And I love being able to take those challenges head on. Right. And basically win. Mm. Go in and provide solutions that my customers are, are grateful for. That To me, that's, that's the best thing. At the end of the day, having a happy customer especially when they've been frustrated with other professionals in the industry trying to get something to work. That's, that's like absolutely the best. All right. So overcoming challenges and helping the customers. I can understand that. Now, what about what, what's something or some things that keep you up at night? Um, honestly, I sleep pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, well, uh, and I, and I think that goes a lot into the way that I approach things. Mm -hmm. You know, I think where a lot of people get stressed out on when, when something happens that isn't necessarily what people would say is a good situation, mm -hmm. I kind of approach it as a challenge. Mm -hmm. And being an entrepreneur and going through those peaks and valleys myself, yeah, at one, at one day, years and years ago, oh yeah, I stayed up at night. How am I going to pay this vendor? How am I going to float this money to make it from here to there? And yeah, that was very, very stressful. But as I started to kind of back away from it all and try mm -hmm. to look the big picture and how to solve these challenges, it started to become less and less stressful and more and more fulfilling. And so now when something happens that doesn't exactly go my way, I've learned to be patient. Mm. I've learned to, to, to really address things logically and troubleshoot those situations that are going on both in my personal life and in my business the same way that I would troubleshoot a problem that my client is having. Got it. Got it. Well, good. Well, you know, that, so, helps, that helps me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, a good attitude. That's what that is. And, you know, I've, I've known you for a long time and, you know, some of the stuff that you're saying definitely comes out of you. You've always had a good attitude about you. As far as you're saying, communicating with people of different type of levels, I've seen that as well with you. Like you can talk to anyone, talk to anyone about anything and just, people just love you in your spirit. So not everybody loves so. me. <laughs>
So, all right. So now we're towards the end. We're going to do a little quick hitters uh, for fun. I'm going to ask you uh, five quick questions and just tell me your answer. So first, what's your favorite sports team? Uh, any Houston team. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go with any Houston teams. So, uh, you know, love the Texans, love the Rockets, but you know, sorry, RJ, you know, you know, I went to Texas A&M. <laughs> so, you know, I love my Aggie football. And we talk about that quite often. Well, yeah, we do quite often. Uh, <laughs> all right. Favorite uh, movie or show? Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of, of TV. In fact, I've, I've even like canceled my cable because I don't, I don't watch it very often. But when I do watch, I, I like stuff that's going to make me laugh. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Rick and Morty. I, okay. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that I don't know how they come up with some of the stuff they come up with. All right. It's funny. All right. So a favorite musical artist or group? Um, I listen to all kinds of music, uh, uh-huh. but I think Texas music is, is going to be what I primarily listen to. Mm. So that's really, it's, it's several different, more local artists that are kind of local to, to Texas and maybe a little bit of Oklahoma. But it's kind of a hybrid between maybe like Southern rock and old country. Okay. And, uh, so there's, there's several that I, I kind of switch through when I'm, when I'm listening. All right. Favorite vacation spot? Anywhere where I can smell the salt water. Got it. All right. And <laughs> last, favorite drink, or if you don't drink, a favorite food. And I know you drink. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you both. Okay. All right. I, 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 I love beer, but beer doesn't love me. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I still like to sit down and, and have a beer. And I'll tell you what, pizza is probably my weakness. Uh, and I mean good pizza. Yeah. Like the really, really good stuff. Mm. There's, to me, there's nothing better than an ice cold beer with a, a fresh pizza out of the oven. All right. Well, great. This has been good. I've learned a lot about RFID technology, <clears throat> learned a lot about what you do, about what you do, had great advice. You um, create your own path. If you're not failing, you're not trying. Loved it all. Thanks again. Is there any way that people can reach you? Um, email address, IG account, anything? Uh, the best way is my website, argowireless.com. It's A-R-G-O wireless.com. And there's uh, an email address that's on there that you should be able to, to click on that. That should come straight to me. Great. ArgoWireless.com. All right. Thanks a lot, Jason. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Yep. Bye. Thank you, everyone. If you have any comments or questions or would like to be on the podcast, please reach out to me on Instagram at Rodolfo Cooper. Thank you. Bye.